Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic. Advice for female chiropractors' most stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, momming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. All right. So this is She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Lauren Brunslick, and we have Kirby with us today. Hi, everyone. These are always my favorite because... You say that to all your guests. No, I don't. I'm just kidding. I, I always tell... I know what you say to all your guests. I was going to say, you edit the, the show. No, because... Okay. So, and if you've been a guest on the show, the show... Podcast, same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Call it what we want. It's our, <laughs> what episode is this? It's, it's our show. What do I call this? Um, so if you've been on the show, or you're going to be on the show, this is never meant to be like an attack on anyone. But it is really draining to be a podcast host. Mm-hmm. I would never be able to. I mean, you guys can hold me to this. Watch like a year from now. I'm totally doing it. But like, I don't. I cannot foresee a show where every week I have to have like a stranger on who is like doing cool things, but like I don't have really good rapport with because I hate small talk. And this is like small talk on crack. Yeah, it's a different So it's like, no, 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 not small talk. Talk. Go have an amazing, in-depth, 45-minute conversation with someone you don't really know. And they don't really get your sense of humor. And so kind of keep it cool. So so anyways, my point is that I like these. These are my favorite because I know that you're going to pick up slack. And I don't have to make small talk with you. And if we mess up, it's easy to get me back in the recording studio to re-record it. Yep. Absolutely. So, yay, Kirby's back. Okay, so um, do you want to read the review? Sure. Uh, This one comes from Miranda Overbergen. Do you know Miranda? I do, and she is amazing. Uh, Actually, I don't know if... Miranda, we've met before. It's so hard. Social media is messing with my brain because... I am terrible at meeting people in the first place. Yeah. Like, you know this about me. Mm-hmm. I literally had to meet some of Kirby's aunts like three or four times before I was like, now wait, which one is Pam? 
Which one is Julie? Like, I'm just terrible. Um, even my own cousins. You I, forgot. I was going to say, okay, I, let's not go I have reminded yes, you yes, the name yes. of some of your cousins and aunts. And right. I just, I might have a problem. Alzheimer's does run in the family. But with social media now, I know exactly what Miranda looks like. I know what her clinic looks like. But I'm like, is that because I stalk her on social media or because I've actually met her? So anyways, Miranda. If you're listening and you're a fangirl, so I know you are, let me know. Like, yeah, Lauren, we were in that coaching group together for like two years, you idiot. I'll be like, okay, sorry. Anyways, it's from Miranda. Speaking of social media, Miranda says, with all I've seen on social media, I'm so excited for this podcast. Women in chiropractic need a podcast like this, and I'm thrilled to keep or to see where it keeps going. So thank you, Miranda. Thanks, Miranda. I really that was sweet of her to take her time and do that. She is a nice lady. So uh, we need more reviews, though. We would love to. I want to get reactions back to stuff. I want people to let us know what they like, didn't like. Um, Are the episodes too long, too short? Uh, What's your favorite parts? Oh, my God. Well, they can't be too short. I have tried going into a solo episode like three or four times being like, all right, this should be a easy one. I'm going to rock this out in like 25 minutes. And then it's like 40 minutes later, I'm still blabbing, blabbing, blabbing. You and I always disagree on this because some of my favorite podcasts, I love Pete Holmes podcast. And he has like two hour, I think his longest one's like three and a half hours. And I just like that the conversation gets so long that it gets like almost silly and everyone lets their guard down. Um, So I don't think they are too long, but I think you are always like, let's wrap this up. Have you considered my word count per minute? Yeah, so well, like, plus, like, those people are, like, professional entertainers, so they're, like, constantly good at, you know, saying something very, very funny or very entertaining, and I think... Yeah, I've got, like, a 45-minute window where I can be charismatic and funny, and then it just goes downhill from there. I'm like, all right, let's wrap this up, bitch. <laughs> Speaking of, all right, let's, let's uh, keep going with this. Do you want to do... What do we have to do? Prayer still? Mm-hmm. And the savings. She slay savings. All right. You want to do that first? Hey, Kirby, why don't you say she slay savings on the air? <laughs> if you want great deals, go to she slays podcast.com <laughs> forward slash she slays savings. She slays savings. I forgot the URL, not the, not the afterwards. I thought it was just she slays podcast.com forward slash savings. No, I think it's she slays savings. Well, I've been telling everyone the wrong thing. There's a link across the top. So if you go to SheSlaysPodcast.com she and, slays, then, you and then go to SheSlaysShaving. She We're renaming the podcast. She Savings down by the Seashore. Okay, so anyways, back to our She Slay Savings. We got a couple awesome ones for you. Um, the one is the Progressive app by Connected and Inspired Media. I've talked about this um, on a lot of episodes, but I really, really love it. We we put it into our just like per systems and procedures in 2019 at Blue Hills Chiropractic. And uh, we're a pediatric and prenatal clinic, so it really works well for us um, because it's an app specifically for pediatric and prenatal clinics. Um What it is, is it's an app for your patients and it has all these resources, stretches, rehab exercises. It's wonderful and it saves a ton of time in clinic and it makes you look profesh. Um, The second one is my favorite watercolorist. Is that how you would say that? I think it's art. art. Water artist? Wartist. (laughs) My favorite wartist 
is Sandy Spines. Um, check out her Etsy store. It's just at Sandy Spines. And if you're not a chiropractor, I don't know if you're going to get off on these as much as chiros do, but they're beautiful spines, vertebrae. There's like flowers. There's all these gorgeous watercolors happening. I, I like imagine it. like a serial killer would love them too, right? <laughs> I mean. So if you're a serial killer and you're looking for watercolors of spines. Well, because there's also muscles. Oh, there we go. So like Dexter, you could like up your... Yeah, you're like, I think anyone in like the medical profession, I don't know. I'm not a chiropractor and I just find them intriguing. Yeah, but you're married to a chiropractor. Yeah, I suppose. But I do think that like acupuncturist, massage therapist, anybody in the healthcare field. Yeah. Anyone who's like on. had to study and like understand and go like, oh, wow, she did a really cool job. That's that's mm. interesting. Ooh, she that captured that. minor work is very nice. Um, anyways, use promo code she slays and you will save 10 percent off your order. And if she has any stickers in, she'll send those for free. Oh, for the progressive app. I forgot what the saving was. Duh. 20 percent off your first month with them by mentioning promo code she slays. So boom, boom. Did it. Mm-hmm. And then there's weekly slays, which is not a savings thing. That's just a free thing that we're doing to connect with our listeners. I mean, it's 100% savings. You're not paying for 100% savings. Make sure you're signed up to get those Sunday night, um, somewhere between 9 and midnight, depending. I don't ask her to be the details. Um, but there's also, it depends be... on your time zone. So oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, my gosh. Some, what if people get it? Anyways, you're going to get it. So Monday morning when you're waking up and you are like doing your inspirational works getting your mind right for the week you're gonna have just a short little little inspiration from yours truly saying like hey you got this girl i believe in you so you read you the read ones, them the you ones, like them the ones so far are great and i think people really like them so. so far are you expecting this to get worse maybe i well yeah we'll see oh my gosh you don't believe in me i believe in you so much i'm all these that is the one so far are great they'll continue to be great and be even greater in the future how pessimistic are you that you assumed i meant they well, would get worse i did start episode one with this is probably gonna suck yeah that's true and i've had a couple people call me out on that since then it's so funny you don't realize like episode one is by far the most listened to just because of yeah, how podcasts start. work yeah. and how many people will message me and say like i just listened to episode one it didn't suck at all and i'm like thank you i appreciate that um but yeah so to sign up for those weekly slays gosh we get off on tangents sorry yeah i know that is one of my not favorite parts about you i feel like most other people i don't get on tangents on but we go to she slays podcast.com forward slash besties awesome on to the prayer on to the prayer you're gonna make me do it aren't you you knew that yeah well i can hope you can hope that i would do it yeah why would you want me to do it because i like to hear what you have to say you hear me say stuff to god every night before bed well you hear me say stuff to god every day before bed but they don't ah touche <laughs> all right Dear God, thank you for bringing us together again, and hopefully we can um, bring wisdom and light to people who are struggling in different situations. Uh, today's question has come from several people, um, so I know it's a thing that a lot of couples deal with and a lot of chiropractors deal with. Uh, help us to encourage conversation and growth in marriages and in partnerships. Help us to um, bring inspiration um, 
and and help people find clarity and peace in their decisions, whatever those may be, um, and help us to to show that not every path is is the same for everyone, um, and and guide people to what you want, uh, not what we want, or not what they they each individually want. In your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, you know what I really admire about your prayers? What? Is that they, this is going to sound bad, but I don't mean it bad, is that they linger. <laughs> so like, um, you take your time. That's a better wor- way. So like yeah. I, if a prayer is going well and I'm like, holy shit, I'm doing it. Uh, I like get in and get out you because I'm like. Stanza, you want to like go out on top? Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't want to keep talking. So if I just said something, like I put all the words in the right order and said something really like poetically appeasing. And again, I know God doesn't care. That's why I don't really put a ton of time into like beautifying my prayers. But for other people, um, when I say like a stream of two or three sentences, that sounds legit. I get that. Like I can pray like a mofo. I'm just like, and in your name we pray. Amen. That was great, you guys. Like, because I don't want to get in a tangent in the middle of my prayer. Hmm. And that has happened multiple episodes. Yeah, that's okay, though, too. So it's good. You stay like focused. You stay like you do not get on tangents in your yeah, prayers. I feel fairly present of like the thing that makes them linger is if I feel like I haven't, if there's still like something in me that needs to come out or I want to say more, I like will linger for a bit until I can either find it and put words to it or go like, all right, cool. But the whole time I'm like thinking of I of don't what like I dead across. space. Not I'm not even talking about for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like in uh like i'm okay with the family but like if we're praying in our church group and i'm supposed to be leading the prayer which mm-hmm. everybody in our church group hates doing um i feel silly leaving like quiet space and so then i feel like i have to put every word and then i how i get off on tangents is not because i'm not present it's because i like feel like i'll say something and i'll be like but i know you know that god like like <laughs> like yeah, caveat things to god <laughs> and then I'll call him dude, and then I'll be like, sorry, I called you dude. Wait, you don't care. Other people might care, though. Why do people care? I mean, so it's very easy. I get it, yeah. But anyways, I admire that about your prayers. Thank you. That you you sit in the, like, am I done talking? And I'm done. Thank you. You're welcome. I think. That was, no, yeah. (laughs) That was a compliment, damn it. All right. Should we, uh. Should we start this thing? Yeah. Yep. Let's do it. All right. All right. So let's just jump in. Yep. Let's. um, So this one's a little different because it's not it's not like one question that we're answering. It's more. This is what you and I have. Yeah, it was a thing that came up in several of the write-in questions, but it's kind of like a side thing. And almost every time we're at a chiropractic conference and they go, and Kirby, what do you do? Is Kirby a chiropractor? And then I go, oh, God, no, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) So I say that I help run the the backside of the business. I do a lot of the marketing and finance and, and strategy work. And they go like, oh, my God, I wish my husband could or we've talked about that mm-hmm. or whatever. And they go like, how do you how did you make that work? How when did you decide to do full time? Yep. And we've had that question in some way, shape or form a dozen times. Right. So uh, 
I don't know. We've told so many versions of like our story. I was air quoting there, but nobody else can see me except you. Um, so let's briefly retell our story, but like through the lens of this topic. Okay, good. So I was born on March 11th, 1985. <laughs> <laughs> then it snowed. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so when Kirby and I met, um, I was, it was my first month of chiropractic school and his year five of a double major at the U of M, Minneapolis. Yep. So he was like going to one of the best business schools. I've joked about how I like interviewed him. So I like would just hang out at business schools, like looking for a man. Just kidding. <laughs> it's not how we met. Uh, we'll tell that story a completely different time. Uh, but we dated fast forward. I'm about to graduate. He's been working in corporate America in Minneapolis yep. um, as a consultant at uh, Thomson Reuters, which is a Fortune 500, 100? Fortune 1000. Oh, small time. I mean, when I, they're bigger now, Jeez. but they, they were doing $16 billion in revenue when I was there. I so. thought you were a bigger deal. I don't know if I'd have followed through with everything. Sorry. Kind of hung out with those Fortune 50 people. Anyways, um, and... Our plan was to stay in Minneapolis. He I was, was gonna, yeah, I was going to go get my MBA and climb the corporate ladder, and she was going to associate and or start a practice in one of the suburbs. Probably would have started associating, and then we would have quickly, yeah, started. And then our plan was to do our separate careers for 20 years and then retire to Northwoods of Wisconsin. So um, God had something to say about that and did a very like pivotal, like, that's not your plan. Um, and we decided that instead of staying in Minneapolis, we would move. But we, we really kept those storylines um, for a while of like he was still going to, but he was going to be working remotely. Yeah. So I we told, didn't know how much the business was going to make. Yeah, we were just starting out. and We thought the chiropractic business would take a while to get going. So I was going to keep my corporate job. That was back when we didn't know how awesome I was. Yeah, we had like, no oh, idea. are we even going to profit our first year? <laughs> so at that point, yeah, I we, we moved to we moved to Rice Lake, Cumberland, Wisconsin, um, and I was still working for Thompson Reuters, but I convinced them somehow to let me work remotely, uh, and I'd drive in once every week or once every other week for just a day to do any in-person meetings I needed to, um, and then... But you were like 40, 50 hours a week. There. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was still like normal full-time employee, so, uh, you know, the normal 50 or 60 that I would do there, I was just doing it in my parents' basement. Yeah, I made our paperwork, like oh, on wow. Word. Yeah. The paperwork that we've used for the last 10 years. Like, I remember sitting, like, on our bed, like, figuring out how to, like, make a line for somebody to put their social security number and stuff. And we had someone else build our first website, too. We did? Yeah. Remember? Um, a friend that I played baseball with, sister. Oh, uh, yeah. We, like, Todd and I, my brother and I helped design it, but, like, we had someone else build that. Mm -hmm. Lauren was making so many of the decisions kind of on her own. <laughs> Which still she happens. still <laughs> <laughs> I, I already figured that out. That I decided. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you were, you helped make sure that like it was a financially, you know, good yeah, decision. We, we, but we, we had the, yeah, we, we would talk about the business and we would talk about things, but I wasn't in clinic helping decide almost anything. No. 
I was just kind of the security of, well, we know we have a good income, so we can take this risk on the business. And hopefully, you know, even if it needs a couple of years to find its feet, um, we didn't have to worry about, you know, where our next meal was coming from. Which was really nice. And I recommend anybody like um, I, I recommend anybody doing that as long as possible, not being so stressed for the dollar and being able to like grow a healthcare profession based on love and caring for patients versus like I've eaten ramen noodles for two weeks. Just become a new patient like, you know, desperation. Um, people can smell desperation. So any opportunity that you have for your spouse to like linger in their profession to like have that secure income, I recommend. But we'll come to that. Um, so so then like you got laid off. Yep. And there was then, a, but then they hired you back like a month later at like double the salary. Yeah. So the guy who took over our division decided he I don't know if he read it in a book or it was just his philosophy. He didn't like remote workers. So he said, you either got to come back and work full time in the office, which is now two hours away from our home or we just got to let you go. Um, so I got let go. Um, but then the great thing about the corporate world is none of it makes any sense. So <laughs> I think within a month I, I still they liked me as an employee and all my coworkers still liked me. So there was a project that they needed help on because they didn't have enough people because they fired some <laughs> that they needed outside consultants to come in and help. And so they hired me as an outside consultant. And if you would have broken down my hourly rate of uh, being a full time employee, it was at more than double my hourly. So I started doing a lot of consulting work for my old company at a much better rate but it was it was piecemeal of like and this was like three years in three years into practice or two i think two okay so at this point the clinic is doing well Mm -hmm. um gosh i don't even remember though maybe like 100 to 150 people a week yeah i'd say about that and yeah so i mean it's doing well we have two cas at this point but no associates now keep in mind that like the online world when we started there was no like well, you've got to have Facebook ads and like social media like there yeah, was we were not, we were like burying our competition marketing wise by having just a having Facebook it. page, having a good having a decent website. It wasn't great didn't like work mobile or anything, but like we were we were ahead of the game by thinking about marketing in yep. our small town. Yep. And so a lot of the marketing was like me doing events and this and that. There was not much behind the scenes marketing that would happen. So then fast forward, because I'm getting bored with this story. Um, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting busier and busier. We start to we start to do a lot more. The, the business itself, Blue Hills Chiropractic, grows. Um, we're getting a second office. We're having associate doctors. Uh, we're doing a lot of different online marketing things. There's a lot more physical work to do with two practices. You know, I put mm-hmm. together all the chairs and, you know, did a lot of the painting and stuff so it's yeah you were able to tell on consulting jobs you know it started with like yes i can i will consult for you 40 hours and then over you know the next two years where the business grew it was very nice because you were able to be like i can do consulting 30 hours a week yeah i can i can do consulting 20 hours it kept creeping down and down of like i i only have 15 hours to give you this week you know if you need more than that i can't take this 
this assignment on. So, um, so it was a nice kind of feathered out and, but there was still part of me and, and conversations that we had that were tricky is when the money is good and someone calls you out of the blue and says like, Hey, can you start next week? I'll need you for 20 hours a week for the next two months. And you look at how much money that is. And I was usually the one who was pushing you to do that. Yeah, that was, I, I was feeling a little worn out and unfulfilled by the consulting Now I sound work. like a dick. Well, you are a dick, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it's hard to turn down, you know, you yeah. calculate and you're like, um, that we is, could buy, we could buy a car for that. We, we could, could go, go to on, yeah. a really nice trip with our family for that. We could throw that purely at student loans. And actually, I mean, during this time, that's was we were aggressively paying off our loans too. Yeah. A lot of people at some point will answer to the student loan question because we paid it off in five years. Yeah. And I would say the, uh, yeah, a big, big part of that was that consulting money. Yep. Um, but Me it was, just driving that whip being like, go take that money. Well, that was a tricky thing, though, is like you would have that you would have that futuristic thing of like I, you would see in two months having that money would be great. And I would see the problems that would come up over the next two months. I would see like, well, uh, I'm going to have to go upstairs and work once we get the kids to bed. Mm-hmm. And you're going like have a glass of wine and come on the couch with me. And that would cause problems of like, yep. So we'd be like mid project and I'd be like, this sucks. We're never doing it again. And then four months later, they'd call and be like, like a bad consulting world is like a bad (laughs) ex-girlfriend. You know, like I'm never in this relationship again. And then they call a sweet booty call. Anyways, this took a weird turn. Yeah, I've never had an (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Okay, so obviously now we've done such a good job of outlining our story that you are up to speed. Yep, so now you know everything, and that's the episode. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I think before we go into, like, how to do this as a couple, I think the most important thing first is to ask the question of, does he, and we're just going to assume in this scenario that she is the chiropractor, he is not. Yeah, for your listeners. So I have two main questions that I would want you to ask. One, does he want to leave his job? Or is this just like, hey, the chiropractic practice is going really well and there's potential. You're like free labor and, you know, or does he feel fulfilled in what he's doing? Because you can have simultaneous careers. Oh, yeah. Again, future episode. But like, so before you go forward in this planning, he has to say, like, I am unfulfilled in what I am doing. And I believe I would be more fulfilled stepping in. Yep. And that was a big part for us, too, of like the consulting stuff was hit or miss on whether the projects were interesting. And some of them were absolutely soul sucking. So it was like making money on the side while seeing you struggle with all the stuff that was happening in the clinic. And hey, I wasn't struggling. More. I was doing just fine. Sorry. Old me. I mean... <laughs> Um, no, but, but that does bring up, there was a lot of that, like, idea that it was my practice. Mm-hmm. And that happens. We talked about this in the puppy episode of, like, this is my business. This is yours. And that's kind of where you weren't loving. And you're like, no, I love the business that we are building. And I'm like, you have a job. I'm the one who's in the trenches, like, yeah. getting beat up here. And so... um you wanted to get in the trenches so there and, and yeah. that did really help with us feeling like yeah now that it's both of our full-time concern it does feel a lot more our business i mean there's still the little things but 
Well, I'm the CEO. I'll be the CSO or COO. Yeah. What do they No, They called it at the conference. I'm the visionary. And I'm the integrator. Yes. And the visionary is always the top dog. So anyways. <laughs> All right. Back to it. Okay. Like so that session. was question you some, one. You got some things okay. coming up. So question one, does he want to? I forgot what question two was, but it was really good. Uh, oh, I remember. Is he qualified? Mm. That's a really good one. Yep, that's so a like, very good one. So let's say that your husband is um, a sandwich artist at Jimmy John's. Was, uh, I gave I, him a promotion from Subway. Oh, from Subway. He moved up. Yeah. And he is unfulfilled. Shocking. And he wants to instead come do the behind the scenes thing at your business. This may not go well for multiple reasons. So like... You know, <laughs> but you just, would have an awesome lunch I, I'm every just day. picturing him making sandwiches in the back. Just, his only job is to like have lunch ready for like the doctor. And every, the every conversation around marketing comes back to sandwiches. It's like, do you think the problem is, is that the patients are hungry? Are you delivering the adjustments freaky fast? Have you tried that? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love where these conversations go. Um, okay. So does he want, is he unfulfilled and wants to make the jump? And two, is he, does he have, um, in, even if he doesn't have the skills, does he have like the ability and desire to learn? Yeah. Cause like, some of the stuff that we do, I didn't necessarily know. Like I have a somewhat no. of a design background, but I didn't know how to build, like our newest website is all on WordPress and I've built stuff in Muse before, but I've spent hours and hours and hours learning WordPress because I like that stuff. Yeah, and, and it I'm, wasn't soul-sucking to you. Yeah, I'm very tech-capable, so it was exciting for me to do that. But yeah, if you have someone who is completely non-tech savvy and a bunch doesn't of Doesn't want to. And doesn't want to, and a bunch of what's going on in your business, what you need is someone tech savvy, then that might not be a great fit. Now, that being said, if the problems in our business were like, we need more things built, we need a desk, sandwich, bi- <laughs> we need more sandwiches, <laughs> definitely need more sandwiches. <laughs> if, we, if we would have needed like signs built and walls constructed, and I was thinking like, I should leave my corporate job to learn construction, that's not that's not very exciting to me. That's not something that right. we would have never. And we yeah. had up some really crooked walls. <laughs> Go on. We had those anyways. But um, so we kind of gone over those two. Like, so if you're saying like, yes, he's unfulfilled. Yes, he feels he'd be more fulfilled in our business. And yes, he has the quality of skills. How do you begin making that jump? That's a good question. We should ask someone who knows. Oh, my God. So what I liked in an ideal situation is how perfectly, um, like, if we just look at it from incomes. And in the beginning, I was making 0% and you were making 100% of the income. Yep. And then, like, it kind of became 1090 and then 2080. And so, like, as the business grew, you, like, so we didn't have to do this big jump. Where it's like, so today our family is making, you know, 200,000 and tomorrow we're making 100. Yeah, it was nice that we were able to 
you grew to where I was, then past where I was, then even past that, then it was easier to taper off the work that I was doing as you were growing. So the more that if this is even remotely possible, so um, you might not be able to go from 40, he may not be able to go from 40 hours a week to 35 to 30. Um, but if there's a potential to go to halftime, that's mm-hmm. a really nice little benchmark. Again, this is all weighing like how soul sucking the work is. But like, I yeah. will tell you that there's so many other things that are soul sucking. So like, you know, not being able to eat is also yeah. sucky. So just suck it up for six more months, like go down to halftime. Like, well, and the other thing too, that depending on how stressed you are and, and what, how your business is set up, if your chiropractic practice is bursting at the seams and you know that you could grow if you had more energy and more things, more hands on deck, you may have him quit a job and make that money up rather quickly. But there's such a learning curve that like, I think, um, you know, that, Obviously, we this isn't a specific person that we're sitting down and talking to. So if we were sitting down with a couple, we'd be able to go back and forth and say whether going to halftime or just making the full jump is better. Um, but like what I like about that halftime is you're still bringing in money while you're learning. It's mm-hmm. almost like you have a part time job while you're in school. And then when the going from halftime to full time for our business is when you're actually going to be valuable. Yeah. To the practice. Yep. Um, So in the beginning stages, too, you can look at it from both sides of revenue and expense. So if right now you, you know, your husband has to buy suits all the time because he has a corporate job and you have two cars because he needs to commute all the time and you're spending money on gas. If you do cut back on that, Mm -hmm. you get some of those savings. If you if he's going to fully quit, but you have kids and you're paying a ton in daycare, like if there's a stay at home dad situation where he can get some stuff done as well. uh, Personally, I don't love that. I don't love that. It's too hard. I really do. Anytime that I was so funny when Kirby was working from home, like consulting, then people would be like, oh, so are the kids home too then? I'm like, no, he is working from home. What are you insane? Um, yeah, we got off track there. <laughs> no, we we're just talking about how it's nice if you can, if you can cut back on work without fully quitting mm-hmm. or if you can, or if you need to quit a full-time job, but you have other skills that you can do a part-time job. I mean, not yeah. everyone's in consulting, so there's not, there's not a hourly gig for someone quitting a bank loan officer position you can't like do that just 15 hours a week yeah and what i don't like also okay so we're gonna go on a make sure you know what we're gonna talk about next because i'm taking us on a tangent okay okay so the other thing is i think that they should be stepping into higher level things so what we did not do and i would not recommend is having you step out of a corporate job into my receptionist. Good point. Like, no, I can pay a receptionist $12 an hour. You, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so. that, and, and that was, uh, that's funny that that was your tangent because that was the next thing I wanted to talk because that was the thing that we so did. Insane. We had to kind of learn that of at the beginning, I was doing every little bit of like accounting work yep. and really kind of things that as we got busier and was causing stress because I was still doing some consulting was like I still had to drive over to the clinic to do entry bookkeeping and 
and that was once a week and that was causing stress too. So it's that thing of, yeah, finding what you're actually good at, where you can contribute value to the business, not just be busy all the time. Because yeah, I could have done that. Now we have accountants who do that and our front desk does that. Finding where you can hand off and delegate things. And like, no offense, but you're not, you're not a representation back to, of like a pediatric prenatal practice. Yeah, you need to be in congruency with your with your clinic and and who you are. Because yeah, I'm 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 shit on the phones and I'm very <laughs> introverted. So you would come in and be like, hi, and not want to talk to them. Yeah, we run a pediatric and prenatal practice, and so to me, it's really important having as many females who have had children and can empathize with moms and that versus like just our story, you know? So if we had a mom come in and you were working my front desk and she's struggling to talk about breastfeeding, like all of a sudden it becomes awkward because it's like, there's this dude in the room versus if you're even a $12 an hour part-time stay-at-home mom, like we just, that just expands on your brand's experience and expertise and, and that's i mean that's partially individual brand. to us like there are i don't want to like stereotype but like there i'm sure there are some husbands out there that have a very nurturing energy and could pull that off i'm not that guy though like, i don't know you don't think so i think if you can't pull off a breastfeeding conversation like i think any of our friends who know you would go no nah, if kirby can't be nurturing once you know here's me, what i will say strangers. though what if they have a more like CrossFit rehab type practice? Now, all of a sudden, then it shifts. So we're saying this from the perspective of this is a pediatric prenatal practice. I would not want you running. for. Yeah, if you're a sports injury clinic and half the and you and your husband are both into fitness and you have a lot of athletes come in, that might be very easy for him to transition. But again, you could hire someone for 12 bucks an hour to answer the phones. So like it's just not the smartest thing. So. With that, when we started to make that jump too, again, we kind of had that like I w- the practice was growing and you were able to cut back. Um, but also the things you were stepping into needed to be done. So it was like we're at a point where it's like, OK, well, if you start working part time or full time for the practice, we don't have to pay five thousand dollars a year to this person. Yep. And we kind of it wasn't like, OK, now you're here. We need to make an extra fifty thousand dollars a year for this to be a good idea. We were able to find twenty thousand dollars a year that we were paying to other people. Yeah. That we, that we were like, save. OK, now no longer are we paying a Facebook ad guy and a website hosting place and a this and a that. We were able to cancel all that and you replaced it. So automatically it took a lot of that like tension like it released a pressure valve yeah of like like we aren't just losing my income we're getting savings on the other side and we had some ideas and things we wanted to do you know we've done more video work we've done more (laughs) photography stuff we've redone the website since i've come on we're getting way more into online advertising and this goes that we kind of touched on the daycare thing a little bit but this goes much further far further not farther, further than that, of like, this doesn't have to be just within the business. I would recommend sitting down with like the last six months of every single single thing you're spending money on. And it might be like, maybe you are, you guys order out a ton because you're both exhausted. You don't get home until 630. Maybe you are paying a crazy amount for daycare and 
just having the kids home, you know, cutting back from 40 hours a week in daycare to 30 hours a week in daycare would save you, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand bucks, uh, you know, you know, yeah. so like being able to look at all parts of like, well, we wouldn't have the dry cleaning bill because of this. Like you're going to find that you'll be able to make up a good portion of the income. Yeah. Some of it, at yeah. least. Yeah. And like you said, that releases that that pressure valve. Um, speaking of pressure valves and, and just general pressure, <laughs> you need to have a really good conversation. And we have a whole episode about working together. Um, Do the, we? Isn't that the one that we talked about? The puppies? Puppies. No, that was having two different careers. We need to have the working together. a whole yeah. like, boundaries working together. Yeah. So we'll dig more into that in another episode. But, but you really need to have that conversation because if... If when you spend time together, if you go on vacation for five days and it always happens that by the fifth day you're sick of each other and that's on vacation, watch out. Like you need to figure out your communication styles if you're going to be working together day in, day out in a strange power dynamic of. I'm the boss. Yeah. (laughs) But you don't work for me. But you kind of do. And he should track the moon cycle and her period. Mm -hmm. That's helpful. And you should be in marriage counseling. I think everyone should be in marriage counseling. That's not like a you're broken thing. I think it's just a good communication tool. Yeah. So figuring out those boundaries, um, like I said, we'll we'll dig way deeper into this, but it does need to be noted of like, do you... Do you like the way you both approach problems in parenting or, you know, other things? Look at so this is like after you've gone through the finances, look at other like the last six months of major problems that you've had to go through. Um, You know, was buying a car together and on what you wanted versus what he wanted. Did you guys not talk to each other for a week because you don't have the communication skills to handle that? Is um, because that's what's going to happen every single day, 10 times a day in business when it's like, no, I think mm-hmm. that these should be the promotional item we buy. And he's like, no, that's too expensive. And you're like, fuck you. I would have just made this decision six months ago without you and you wouldn't have even known. Um, so and that doesn't mean if you are butting heads and not communicating well, it doesn't mean that you don't do this. It means that, hey, be preventative about this and go like, OK, we're about to quadruple down. Not double down, quadruple down on the amount of problems, issues, decisions Mm -hmm. that need to be made. We need to figure out a more efficient way because we can't spend a week deciding on water bottles or coffee cups. Yep. um, And doing it in a non-attacking way that doesn't have you not having sex while you're deciding on coffee cups versus water bottles. They're having sex while they're talking about... Coffee cups would not be the first time. <laughs> so, so boundaries in the bedroom, also, but no, and so like my safe lo- word is water bottle. <laughs> Gosh, so looking at like what kind of communication skills do you have, and do you need to simultaneously while you're looking at the finances work on being partners in a business together mm. hey, yeah having those boundaries of like who's whose area who gets kind of final say um but at the same time uh not taking that home with you if you can prevent that it's always hard to have it not we've over. not nailed that no but but they should yeah but you should do better do better than us 
<laughs> but it doesn't, you know, if we were getting in fights every night. Yeah. And that's the thing is if you'll know, like, and we you'll like talking that about it. That was part of why it worked is like, um, we, so we, we live in a small town, so there's very few like nice places to go to lunch. Um, so we are regulars, like once a week, Kirby and I will do a lunch date, but it's a working lunch date because I don't know. Yeah. We, we'll walk in and like, you can see people go like, Oh, cute. They're having lunch together. Kirby pulls out his laptop. I'm on my phone. We're both working together. And like, but well, and the best part is they have these paper place settings, <laughs> and I don't know how many notes in our house are a place setting from layman's where we've diagrammed out what our next campaign is going to be, or here's an outline for an episode or an event. Um, so yeah, you gotta, you gotta be. But we like it. Yeah, we actually like that. If I was going into that and you were like, okay, let's talk about next month's marketing, and I was like, can't we just have lunch together? That's a whole different. That's mm-hmm. a whole different thing. Yep. And I don't know if you don't. So this kind of comes back to question one and two of the very beginning of like, if you guys have a conversation after the kids go to bed and it always is like drain. Well, that's a bad time of day because. Yeah. yeah. So let's say over lunch or on vacation, if you guys loathe talking about the business together, I don't know that it is the most important thing because what we didn't talk about, which is like kind of one, like before talking about is he fulfilled, we should have brought up like your marriage is the most important thing. Yeah. More than him not feeling fulfilled or you feeling like you need a Facebook tech guy or any of that is like the more important than the impact you want to have in the business and the more people that you can affect and the growth and all of that is like your marriage needs to be protected. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you lose the clinic, if he loses his job and you both work as checkout people at a gas station together, together, but that wouldn't work. You'd probably do opposite shifts (laughs) just from a strategic standpoint. Someone's got to be home with the kids. Right. Well, I mean, if you both work the day shift, then yeah, but like daycare is really expensive and I don't picture us making much money in like, we're both working. Like, are we both working at Quick Trip? Yeah, but like we work our way up to manager pretty quick. So, and I think they have good health benefits. Which one so. of us would get to to put Quick Trip as our like? I'm working for manager. Or are we now competing let's with go, each other? Look, well, there's two in our town, so let's. Well, there's three, but like we could be managers of different ones, and then we could compare stats of our stores and see who's doing better. Let's burn Blue Hills Car Factory to the ground and just do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways. What the F are we talking about? We're talking oh, about how your marriage is yes. supposed to. Yes, so if, if you, if the business just goes kaput, are you guys still okay? Because who gives a rip if you, like, build a seven-figure, multiple seven-figure practice mm-hmm. and you're getting divorced? Because I don't know what state you live in, but in Wisconsin. Good luck ripping that practice apart so you can pay off your spouse. Yeah, so, um, oh, and just, like, Ew, like bummer. Yeah. Bummer. That's what I would have to say to divorce. Bummer. (laughs) So, no, I think that is good of like always keep the marriage first. Make sure that you understand the difference between do you need a a person or do you need this person being your spouse? Like, are they going to be the right fit for you and what the business needs? Do do they actually want to move out of their current position? Are they unfulfilled and what? 
they would be doing in the practice would be fulfilling and helpful to your finances. Um, and that it fits your family and lifestyle. Yep. Um, I will say for us and and both of us working in the, the practice has the benefit of a better, more flexible life. Mm-hmm. And so that is that has been a really nice thing of, you know, when we want to take a vacation, I don't have to ask a boss, you know, if oh I can. God, do you know how pissed I would be? I'm like, <laughs> I'm going on vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but, it, you know, but I'm the I'm the release valve of pressure in our family, though, of like mm-hmm. the kid gets sick. You have patients to see. I yep. had stuff to do that day, but now I'm watching a sick kid. Yeah. Like so. It works really well. It has definitely contributed to a better quality of life in our scenario. And I think a lot of people who ask those questions can see that. And they like not like see that in us, but they can see that that would be helpful in their relationship. So they're doing it from a place of like this would, of course, it would contribute to the practice. But more importantly, this would contribute to our life with children. And just it would take some of that chaos off. And I do agree with that, that it, it does, you know take some of the edge off of all the hats that you wear as a parent and working and And you you just understand each other and what's going on there's almost never a you know when you're working in separate careers you could have things going on at the clinic that are causing a ton of stress and if i have a ton of a different set of things that are going on in my life and my work we both come home expecting sympathy from the other one and that's hard versus if we're facing a problem together um you know we can be there for each other and know what we're facing so i love it I love it. This was good. I mean, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, again, if you have not signed up for the Weekly Slays, please go do that. It is sheslayspodcast.com forward slash besties. Um, And until next week, yeah, I'm, I'm good. You good? I'm good. All right. We love you all so much. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? Sked has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. Sked was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCAD because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. Don't wait.